and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station. Yeah, here we go, live from the Auction Community Studios on this Friday morning. The ultimate football Friday, Wolf, heading into week one of the NFL season. We got to watch one team play, one team play NFL football yeah. last night, and then uh, we get the full slate on uh, on Sunday. Boy, did that not grease you up, though, watching the Bills and the Rams go at it last night. That just got you ready. Set the table for this weekend, of course, and the National Football League to watch some football played at the highest level we can generate as a species. So here we go. The the uh, the play- Plot twists continue with the Cardinals, and we got a busy show today. We're gonna we're gonna get the Chiefs' perspective on the show. We're gonna play some fulcrum football. We're gonna talk to one of the players on the D backs, certainly. But there's gonna be a lot of Cardinals here as we gear up for this game against the Chiefs of all teams on Sunday. And the plot twist with the injury report continue, Wolf, because as the show was wrapping up yesterday, we hear that Rondale Morris got the hamstring issue, and then Cody Ford is uh, is dealing with something now, too. Sounds like Zach Ertz was back out on the field today. I, just, <laughs> I do not remember a week one that was ever this up in the air, just in terms of personnel you're actually going to have on the field. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Listen, the injury concern, I don't want to just gloss over that, Luke. I know that that is important, obviously, going forward. We don't know. There's a lot of question marks. Can Kansas City Chiefs, they don't have any question marks whatsoever. They're ready to go. Must be Arizona nice. Cardinals, exactly. Loaded with question marks. Don't know who's going to play and who isn't. I, I also know that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals have high-powered offenses. That's what I know. They also have suspect defenses. Now, that may change over the course of a season. It may change. But right now, they have high-powered offenses led by two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. I know you're going to sit there. Hey, Wolf, what are you talking about? Kyler Murray's got to win a play. Yeah, you know what? You're right. He does have to win a playoff game. There's no doubt about that. He's got to continue to develop. He's got to continue to be that leader. But having said that right now, do you think they're going to send Tony Romo and Jim Nance to a game where you don't have two very good wow, teams going at, at you it? Just, <laughs> I mean, look at Wolf. How about the that? ultimate media member knows the broadcast team for the game. Do and... you think they're going to send Tony Romo and Jim Nance to any old game? No. No. no look, this is, and we're going to get into five-star games for the first time this uh, this season later on in the show today as well. We're also going to qualify somebody else for the uh, the trip to Vegas, in, Vegas uh, in, in, in for week two, so it's not even two weeks away now. But no, to your point, I mean, this is one of the best games of the weekend because entertainment-wise, and I know this probably yes. isn't what you want to hear, Wolf, but entertainment-wise, a lot of people want to see a lot of points. And you never know for sure that's what's going to happen, but of all the games on the schedule this weekend... This one sure looks like the game where there's just going to be a ton of points. Both teams have question marks on defense. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Kyler Murray is a clear-cut franchise quarterback. I think he will finish this year 
I'm going to say like top eight quarterback in the NFL, maybe even higher. I know, I know, I'll go nine. Okay, <laughs> top nine. But, but either way, I think he's going to be. He's he's already. He's he was an MVP candidate midway through the season last year. He's got to do it in the playoffs, like you said. I get that. But as far as what we're going to see on Sunday, you've got two of the more explosive offenses yes. in football. Yeah, and that's the reason why once again CBS is saying, "Hey, this is we're sending our top team to this game. This is." This is, I can't wait to see what happens right now. The anticipation, I I literally wrote about this this week and what will Wolf watch, but it's so true. It's it's time, man. That's the only thing, time. Time that separates us from the game. And in time, we're going to find out what's going to happen. I I just, the anticipation, it's one of the great things about the game of football. It really is. Right? Uh-huh. Let's stop and think about it. You can't wait. You play you play one game a week for the most part. Bart Scott. One game a week. It's one of the great things about it, the anticipation of the buildup, especially when you know it's going to be a good game. Can't wait. Can't wait. By the time the, the ball is actually kicked off, everybody breathes a sigh of relief because the speculation is done. Man, we're gonna get we're gonna get real ball coming up this Sunday, and two explosive offenses led by two very hyper talented quarterbacks, and that's why once again CBS said that game. This is gonna be one of the biggest games of Week One. Can't wait, and who knows what's gonna happen, but. Man, I expect there's going to be a bloodletting at some point in time, metaphorically speaking. This is how you can tell it's football season. You're already calling or referring to Bart Scott. And then you have uh, this that Mark McLuhan sent us yesterday right at the end of the show. I don't know if you got to see this yet or not, Wolf. I know you got minute. to hear Wait a minute. This is, is, uh, this this is Bill, Bill Cowher. Cowher. Yeah. Okay. Bill, Bill Cowher. Okay, so Mark McLuhan did the interview for his uh, for the Extra Point show that he does uh, over on, on AZ Family. And he was yes. kind enough to send this over because it kind of took a little bit of a twist here. Does this time of year make you want to throw on the helmet and shoulder pads just maybe one more time maybe go try to like stop ron wolfley the cardinals uh, radio analyst uh, and, and plug a gap oh. or something like that you know what if wolfley was if he's, if he's around tell me if he was running an iso he's probably the fullback i would be looked for and meeting him right in the hole like him and i in the hole down block with the guard i'll block with the tackle me and you brother one-on-one in that hole i'm gonna take you down and i knock the, you right back into the running back so tell wolfley Bring it on. <laughs> okay, Bill. Bill you know, Coward honestly, yeah, right now, Bill, my biggest regret in my life right now is the fact that I couldn't put the mouth guard in right now and take the spot above my eyebrows and stick it right on the spot below your lips. Oh, my. Like a rock'em sock'em robot, coach. If I could just get into a three-point stance. <laughs> this is the rivalry I didn't know we had. Ron Wolfley versus Bill Cowher in week hey, one. Bill, you know what? Honestly, I relish the opportunity to go face-to-face. Just let me be 24 again. You cool with that? I got to be honest. It kind of sounds like Bill would uh, relish the opportunity to go face-to-face, <laughs> too. So I don't, I don't know. Hey, you know what's amazing about it right now? He retired. He actually, I, I think he got five years in. Barely vested, I think, was Bill oh, Cowan. Oh, here, here we go. Barely vested. All right. I love this. It's going to be my new. Hey, barely vested.
You know, if you got less than 10, you're barely vested. <laughs> all right. Well, That's what I'm can't say. all be four time Pro Bowlers that made it 10 no, years. No, in no, no. I'm just, listen, Bill, honestly, we got to record that after. I got to reply to Bill. On that, I one. think you just did. I, well, yeah, okay. Can we can we do that? We are actually rolling there? on this show. Oh, okay, that. Bill. Um, he can just. I love to the Bill Cowher. You know that. I love him. He's um, one of the better coaches ever. This is this is a guy that you want to talk about intensity and bringing the intensity and understanding the intensity of the game. There's a lot of people out there that don't like it. They don't like to hear the intensity. There's a lot of people. I should be offended. I should be offended every day. There's so many people that think I'm putting it on when I talk about this stuff. Luke, do you? Am I putting it on when no, I talk about the? No. If anything, you've actually mellowed a little bit since the pre-show meeting. Okay, Maloney. Do you think I'm putting it on when I actually broadcast about the game of football? You sure don't. Be very careful what you say right now, <laughs> because I, I don't. Okay, you don't get the intensity. I get that. And you if anybody really, out there is wondering. This happens every day in show prep. Yeah, I was going to say, we should, we should air the pre-show hey. meeting that we sat there for 20 minutes and then we're like, okay, what are we going to talk about in the second of 16 parts of the show? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. It scares them. It does. What? You could actually tap into the... You could tap in that far. You could get in the primal. Really? Talking about the game. I'm sorry. When I'm broadcasting about the game of football in particular and competition, I don't look like this, Mason Orleans. I don't. I'm not fat in 59. I'm 24 with 8% body fat. And I want to stick it on you. So wait, does Bill, <laughs> a heartbeat. Does, does Bill get to be 24 too? Yeah, you know what, Bill? It's a good thing you retired. A year before I came into the league. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. <laughs> All week this week, we are sending you and you, your wolf pack to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Vegas, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. We've already done this three days this week. We're going to do it again today as well. Just text Vegas to 620-620. Listen for your name anytime during our show. Plus, qualifiers are going to win tickets to the Cardinals' home opener on Sunday against the Chiefs. That's Vegas to 620-620 when we come back. Any chance the Bills may have created a blueprint for the rest of the NFL to follow against the Rams. We're going to react to last night's game next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. So were there two of us? There were two of us in the Wolf Pack. I was alone first in the pack. Wait a second, could it be? I just added two more guys to my Wolf Pack. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas. You and your Wolf Pack in Vegas for Cards Raiders. You want to win? It is time for our last weekend with the Wolfpack qualifier, and that qualifier is Brian Henson from Phoenix. Brian Henson, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to get qualified for the grand prize to Vegas. Go to Vegas to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders, and you will get the hotel stay courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. Now, Wolf, we've gone three for three on this so far, but if Brian doesn't call within the next 10 minutes, then we will open up the phone lines to somebody else, and they can take his tickets for Sunday and his qualifying spot for Week 2 in Vegas. So once again, Brian Henson from Phoenix, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. Brian Henson. And you got 10 minutes to call. What's the number again, Luke? 602-260-9870. There you go, buddy. And by the way, we are 3 for 3 on this. And I've never been involved in a giveaway like this. On-air contest where we gave a caller 10 minutes to call 
win, and we never missed one. Yeah. To be perfect on that all week long never happened. Well, and this is it, Brian. So if you call in, it's a perfect game for us. But, you know, if you don't, then we're going to open up those uh, phone lines in 10 minutes for somebody else to sneak in and grab your tickets to this game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday and put you in that drawing for a trip to Vegas next weekend, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. All right, Wolf, the game last night, and we're going to do five-star games here in a few minutes, but um, I, I have to think, I, I don't even have to think, I know, Bills-Rams would have been one of my five-star games if we had done it before last night. Oh, yeah. And as it turns out, that was not a very good game. The halftime, it was 10-10, to final score 31-10. Halftime, it felt like it was already about 24-10 to Buffalo. And I'm not going to sit here and overreact to the Rams, but starting with the Bills, last night just reinforced why seemingly everybody is picking them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, you got to be so careful when you talk about week one. You really do, because we know that there are crazy things that happen in week one in the National Football League, and you have to be really, really careful about metaphorically building a church off of one week in the NFL, especially the first week of the season. But how'd that taste, Vaughn Miller? <laughs> how did that taste? <laughs> I mean, he had tasted. He was so classy. Did you see uh-huh. the interview with Von Miller after? Yeah, man. All I could think of is how classy was Von Miller. Man, he gave his teammates and he gave his team, his former team, an awful lot of credit and a lot of love on the air. I thought it was very cool. It was. It was. He, he kind of talked as if he were still a member of yep. the Rams before the game, and that's got to be a weird spot because they're unveiling the banner before the game, and you're there. And I always think it's weird if if they're unveiling the banner and you switch teams anyway. But when you switch teams to the team that's playing against your former team yeah. that night. So the Rams fans, okay, we're celebrating. Here's the banner. And then all of a sudden you're lining up against your teammates. The last time you saw them, you were winning a Super Bowl together. And he was a monster last night, by the way, with two sacks. No doubt about it, man. Um, my takeaways from the game, I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see a fourth quarter that was contested. That's what I wanted to see more than anything else. I wanted to see the competition. I didn't want to see a coronation. I wanted to see a competition, especially in that fourth quarter where the game was going to be close. And it got sideways pretty quickly in that fourth quarter. As a matter of fact, they scored with just under 14 minutes to go in that quarter. And from that point on, uh, the Buffalo Bills dominated the Rams. Now, again, you could say that about the entire game, but in particular in the second half where the Bills defense came out and shut down the Rams. The Rams didn't score a point in the second half. Yeah, Matthew Stafford looked pretty much awful. Three interceptions, did have a touchdown. The Rams just never got going. Daryl Henderson was their lead back. Cam Akers wasn't, they didn't even give him the ball in the second half. He had three carries for zero yards. So it seems like their running back by committee is really just one guy, but that one guy wasn't effective. Nobody really did anything except Cooper Cup. But again, and by the way, Cooper Cup, 13 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown, even when his team looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, so he's fine. He's picking up right where he left off last year. But I, I, I have to believe, as much as I want to feel like the Rams maybe are going to be more vulnerable this year, 
I have to believe a lot of what we saw last night and them looking just so horribly inept was really more of a, a byproduct of the Bills. Yeah, just you, you do. You have to tread lightly on that. I think it's a combination of the Buffalo Bills and how good the Buffalo Bills are in all three phases, I might add, offensively, defensively, and in transition as well. But it's also week one in the NFL. It is. And you've got to tread lightly with week one in the NFL. You gotta, you gotta take the month of September, I think, for the most part, and look at it, and maybe you can start making some conclusions at the end of the month. Maybe you can start drawing some conclusions at the end of the month. But right now. Four games, right? It's, Isn't that typically what you usually it's four. Do? It's, yeah. it's gotta be four for me. Some people say three is enough. For me, it's four, but just watching this game, the Bills controlled the line of scrimmage. And we're the more physical team overall. Uh, Josh Allen did get picked off twice, but one of them really was not his fault. He completed the first 10 passes he threw in the game. He finished with 297 passing yards, three touchdowns, ran for another 56, got in the end zone again that way, Wolf. And this is what he had to say after the game. I like winning. Whatever I'm asked to do, I'm I'm willing to do. And again, um, limiting the hits, obviously sliding and getting out of bounds, it's... You know, above you know the utmost importance there. You know, the best ability is availability. But again, when I'm called upon to do something for my team, I'm willing to do it. Oh my goodness! I um, this kid. It was funny. Somebody challenged me on Twitter in regard to my take that oh quarterbacks are not football players. <laughs> can I? Can I just tell you right now? After looking at Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, we'll throw him in there as okay. well. Those two guys. Are football players. Yeah, those two are pretty old school. The way they, they, they play the position where back in the, the old school days, you're a quarterback, but you're also playing linebacker half the game or whatever, too. <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen, he said it right there. He's, he's probably got to shy away from contact more. But you know, I want to oh. be careful how I say this because I, I don't want to make it sound like it's a, boy, I really wish Kyler Murray could be Josh Allen. I think about 30 teams in the NFL wish their quarterback could be Josh Allen right yes. now, with maybe the exception of Mahomes. You know, maybe, maybe Burrow and, and Justin Burrow. Herbert, too. But you know, this goes back to what I was I was saying earlier in the week, and I know I'm not the only one saying it, and I know they're different players and they're built differently. I just don't want Kyler Murray to just be a just a passer. You know what I mean? Now I don't want I know the stat when he carries the ball ten times they win like a hundred percent of the time. I, I don't I don't believe in those numbers because they're too rigid. And I don't think he needs to carry the ball ten times like Josh Allen did last night. But I want that threat. Like if they go out there and, and Kyler Murray doesn't have three carries on Sunday, I'm gonna feel like you're not using him to his full potential. But Josh Allen is a a monster. He can take a hit and, and half the time it looks like he's dishing the hit out as he's running. Yeah, you know, once again, I want Kyler Murray to pull the ball down and choose to run when he's given the opportunity and then move the chains, just like Russell Wilson did Yes, so it. much of the time. I, I want Kyler Murray to run the ball when suddenly it's a critical third and two and you want to run that zone read and you haven't shown it all game. And suddenly, here it comes, and he's going to get you two yards. Critical situations. I got no problem if you want to go ahead and call that. I got no problem whatsoever. I got a problem with you saying, or anybody saying, we are gonna we need to run Kyler Murray for this offense to be successful. No, I don't think you need to do that. Philosophically, once again, I think you're wrong. But I think you are, you're not maximizing 
your value of what you have if if we get to the point where he never tucks the ball and runs on a third and seven and he's got 20 yards in front of him because he's so much faster. He's faster than Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen can run through people, and Josh Allen may very well end up being the best quarterback in the league by the end of the season. He's certainly off to a good start last night. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Okay, come back. Now that Rondale Moore has also been added to the injury report, Who's getting the targets if he's unable to go on Sunday? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. So were there two of us? There were two of us in the Wolf Pack. I was alone first in the pack. Wait a second. Could it be? I just added two more guys to my Wolf Pack. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas. You and your Wolf Pack in Vegas for Cards Raiders. You want to win? Let's go. Oh, Brian, that sounder means Brian did not call in, ruining our perfect game for the week. But it's actually worse for Brian Wolf because now he's not going to Cardinals Chiefs. He's not qualified for Cardinals Raiders and that trip to Vegas courtesy of Circa Resorts. But it means somebody else is going to get that spot right now. What caller number should we go with? Um, Let's go number seven. All right, number seven right now. At least you didn't go like number 93 or something. How about that? Right, exactly. Seven. Okay, so number seven uh, at 602-260-9870 right now. Caller number seven will uh, be qualified for that uh, grand prize trip to Vegas to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders. The hotel stay courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino, and you're going to get tickets to Cardinals Chiefs. Go to work, pick Sunday. All right, Wolf. Now, we can tell you the Cardinals and Chiefs are going to be playing on Sunday. We can't tell you who's going to be out there actually on the field for the Cardinals on Sunday because it just seems like more and more people keep getting hurt. Now, Cliff speaking today, it sounds like he is saying Rondale's about 50-50 for the game, which is a little bit better than what we heard yesterday. Listen, first of all, can I just tell you, I I thought there was zero chance that Rondale Moore was going to play on Sunday. Zero. When you're talking about tweaking a ham. Even if it's a first-degree sprain. Even if it's a strain. it's 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 a tweak. It's probably not going to be ready to go by Sunday. And if he does play on Sunday, maybe he's got a chance of pulling it again and tweaking it again. I, I didn't think there was any chance he was going to play on Sunday. No, and maybe he still doesn't. I mean, this doesn't like guarantee that he will. Obviously, 50-50 is the very numerical definition of speaking median, right? If you're Cliff Kingsbury, I didn't rule him out. I didn't say he's playing. 50-50, not even 51-49. So maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he does. If he doesn't, Wolf, your very deep position is suddenly not so deep week one against the Chiefs. Why do you say that, Luke? Well, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Okay, You've had D-hop, months to prepare suspension. for that. But this is where it gets tough. Like, You've had months to prepare for that. And, and we're hoping that this will be different than what happened when he got hurt midseason last yeah. year. He had months to prepare for it, but as you were preparing, you expected to have Antoine Wesley. No. Nope. Yeah. You expected to have Rondale Moore. I'm kind of thinking maybe not, yeah. just based on the way things sounded yesterday, but either way. So all, all of a sudden now you are trimmed down to Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Andy Isabella, right. Greg Dortch. Here, here we go, 12 personnel. Here we go. <laughs> 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. 
Um, you right, know what, honestly, right now they have four tight ends and four receivers I'm that are active. I'm really, really interested to see what happens here because I've believed all along, Basinonians, that, yeah, 11 personnel is going to be the predominant personnel group for the Arizona Cardinals, especially in rundown situation, first and 10, second and one to six. Yeah, that's going to be predominant right there. But I have been wondering what their offense is really going to look like without DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, uh, before we talk about Rondell Moore and the fact that Rondell Moore may not be playing out there, I always thought the starters, for the most part, it was going to be a situation where you had Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, and then Rondell Moore. I thought in 11 personnel, those would be your three starters. Pretty pretty good trio. Even over A.J. Green. Yeah. Now it's totally changed. You're going into this game where your wide receiver room is all banged up, and for me... The number three receiver with 11 personnel is Andy Isabella. It has to be, right? It, it, it makes sense has to, to me right now. Hey, you kept him for a reason. This is what's fascinating about this. Can you imagine if indeed Andy Isabella gets this opportunity? He's going to get his reps. He's going to get the opportunity to go out there and show what it is that he can do. And I can't wait. <laughs> this is a guy that is hyper, hyper motivated. This is a guy that has the veritable chip buried in his heart, not on his shoulder. I can't wait to see, given the opportunity, what he does. If, in fact, he gets it. Because I'm looking at Greg Dorch, and I'm thinking, okay, Greg Dorch. Don't forget about Greg Dorch. He did very, very well. We all know, oh my goodness, the only guy in the preseason with more targets than Andy Isabella, I think, was Greg Dorch. Um, but Greg Dorch is going to be your kickoff return guy, I think, and your punt returner. Yep. So now all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, let's Andy Isabella. Well, if give you don't, him the opportunity. If, if you don't play him this week, like if you really don't have Rondale Moore and he's not getting the opportunity this week, he's definitely going to want to be traded. Because remember, he made the team, and then we started to hear reports, yeah, but I want to be traded because I want to go somewhere where I'm going to play, or they turn their back. I mean, this was this was Andy Isabella, August 27th, after the preseason game. This was uh, when he was asked how he felt about his performance, and he had a great game, that, that third preseason game. Amazing. It was a great performance, and uh, that's what I do when I go out there and play. All right, well, if that's what you do when you go out there and play, Now's the time to do it against yes. the Chiefs on Sunday. Yes. You know what? I love it, though, man. I, you know what? I, I, I hope Andy Isabella, for the rest of his career, is on the edge. The rest of his career. I, I want to be traded. I, I want to be traded. You know what? I want out of here. I don't care who you are. I want. I, I hope Andy Isabella goes out. Every time he walks in between those white lines, I can tell you, Basin Arnie, this is true. Because it happened to me every time I walked in between those white lines. Ding, the bell went off every time. And for Andy Isabella, this is what I want to see. You want to get good? Make it matter to you. Make it personal. Take it personally. (laughs) You want to get good? Whatever you do, my young crunk brothers, take it personally. Understand there's a lot at stake, like who you are, basically. And how you go about your business. And I'm talking about within the context of competing in athletics. There's a lot at stake. Who you are and how you go about your business. 
Take it personally. You want to talk about taking it personally? This is more for Isabella on the Cardinals radio network, August 27th. I think I was overlooked. I think they turned their back on me, um, but I overcame again, and I think that's maybe why I operate best. I've been overlooked my whole life, uh, coming out of UMass and Mayfield, everything, um, and that motivates me. And um, but I know my purpose is is my, my purpose that God gives me is to inspire these kids that look up to me and my family. And um, so when I go out there, I really remember that. And that motivates me to go hard every play, even when I'm tired, even when I don't want to show up. I know I have a greater purpose. It's funny how sports works, right? Because that was after the last preseason game. So we all knew he was making the 53-man roster or he was getting traded. And then we hear the reports a few days later that it kind of sounds like maybe he feels like the Cardinals had given up on him, even though they clearly hadn't. But whatever, like you said, whatever motivates you to play on an edge like he was really throughout all of training camp, not just that last preseason yes. game. The very next game the Cardinals are going to play is Sunday, and he might be the number 3 receiver on Sunday. Listen, I don't think Rondell Moore is going to play. That's just me. If, in fact, he did anything to his hamstring... He's a speed guy. He's, he's not... And he's had a, he's had yeah. issues. He's got a history I with hamstrings. Watch Rondell Moore play. Okay, I know exactly right. So uh, I'm not going to play Rondell Moore. I, as a matter of fact, in my own head, and nobody has told me this, Mason or needs nobody. Uh, Rondell Moore is not going to play. Can I tell you if that is indeed the case, Andy Isabella? You are. I'm going to give him the opportunity. Let's see it. You want accountability? We're going to give you that opportunity. Man, I want to see it. Yeah, because if you go out there and you give us no catches for no yards, then you're going to hear the criticism again. If you if you really are getting reps in a in not just a meaningful game, the season opener at home against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, where you know you're going to have to score points, here you go. The team is counting on you to step up. If he does perform, he's going to be a part of this rotation all season. If he doesn't, he's going to hear the criticisms again. So I'm going to use that 11 personnel, and it's going to be Andy Isabella, and then I'm going to use a lot of 12. <laughs> taste it. <laughs> Which games are you going to have our eyes on this weekend around the National Football League? We'll tell you next with our first 2022 installment of NFL Five Star Games. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Five Star Games. The NFL's best games, as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, Wolf, here we go. The first installment of five-star games for the 2022 season. I don't know about you, but I'm just a little extra football edge today. You know what? There's no doubt about it, man. This is... This feels good. The intensity of the weekend is coming. There's no doubt. And we have Paul Stall. Yay! Could you not make the case in theory that any NFL game in week one on some level is a five-star game until you actually watch it? <laughs> you could definitely. It is in the Wolfley compound. I'll tell you that much. Uh, all right. So the actual, and, and I, like I said before, Bill's Rams, <laughs> before we saw how it actually played out, would have certainly been a five-star game is the headliner of the weekend how many when you look at this schedule of games do you look at i know you're 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 bar to cl- 
clear for five stars for Wolf is a little bit higher than for most. How many do you look at and circle as a five-star game this weekend? This week, I'm going to put three. Three, okay? okay? I would have definitely put last night's game as well. Yeah. It, it, that's a given. That is a five-star game if ever there was a five-star game. Um, I've got three, and I have one four-star. Oh, you're doing four stars. Okay. Well, I, I just, you know, I thought I'd throw that in. I'm, I'm going to throw out the obvious one because I think we both have this one on the list. And we're going to talk about it a lot today, so we don't need to get too far into it right now. But Chiefs Cardinals. Yeah, there it is. Look at the, the quarterback matchup. Yes. So there you go. It's that to just, me is the clearest five star game. It sure. Left. It's not just the quarterback matchup as well. Um, like it or not, both these teams made the playoffs last year. Okay, these are two playoff teams. They have superstar quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks uh, at the helm, and Kyler Murray, of course, and we all know Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback. If I'm building a team now, sorry, Deshaun Watson, but you went... If I'm building a team right now, Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. That is the guy I'm going to take. Kyler Murray is up and coming. Patrick Mahomes is as established as a franchise quarterback is going to be in this game. Um, The offenses are hyper-explosive. The defenses have a lot to prove. Very similar teams. I cannot wait to see the resolution of this. I expect a shootout. We'll see. The Chiefs, the way they are specifically constructed where the offense wins them the games, I think is, is you're hoping, is the mirror image of the Cardinals by the end of this season. Where, okay, yeah, I mean, let's be realistic. The defense is going to have question marks probably all year. Hopefully they get answered over the course of the year. But the Chiefs just win games anyway with their offense. And they obviously win more than just games. They win playoff games. All right, I got I got... I got like four other ones that I'm looking at. They're not all five-star games, though. Give me one of yours. Okay, I'm going to go Las Vegas yep. at Los Angeles okay. right there. Okay, yes, indeed, man. Las Vegas and, of course, the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers. You're talking about two excellent quarterbacks. Derek Carr, a guy that I think is really still underappreciated, undervalued, underrated, I think, for the most part. I I like Derek Carr. Now, I think he's got to be in a specific offense, and I think Josh McDaniels knows that better than anyone else. But I like him a lot, and we all know what's going on with the Chargers and Justin Herbert right now. Those two quarterbacks are excellent, and they have two excellent pass rushes overall. You're talking about the Raiders and the Chargers getting to the quarterback? You better believe it. The AFC West is on, and it starts week one with this game. Yeah, no margin for error, really, probably for any of the teams in that division. I would say this is the one divisional matchup uh, from the AFC West this weekend, and I would say these are the teams with the least margin for error, especially Las Vegas. Remember how last season ended, too, right, for the Chargers? Chargers, Raiders, if they tie, they both go to the playoffs. They go to overtime. Raiders kick the field goal and win anyway. That's right. Oh, that's good. So a little, little, little uh, vengeance out there, too. That was the only other clear five-star game. I, I, I know that this one's going to get tossed out there, so I'm going to put it out there. I'm just sort of sick of these teams. But Tampa Bay and Dallas probably needs to be on that list, too. I had to do it as well. Yeah. I had to go Tampa, Day, uh, Tampa Bay at Dallas. Um, listen, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. 
at 45 years of age. It's Tom Brady after missing 11 days of training camp. It's Tom Brady with all the smoke that is surrounding him right now. I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. Where's Brett Favre? Somebody get me Brett Favre so I can talk to him and get a little advice. I mean, what are you doing, Tom? Are you in or are you out? That makes it a big game to me. Not only that, but the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, again, two playoff teams from a year ago. Yeah, and and I would say no guarantees for Dallas this year. I know you picked them to win the division. I think most people still are. But Tyron Smith, although didn't they replace Tyron Smith with Tyler Smith? How do you do do that? It's It's almost the exact same name. impossible, isn't it? Um, They... They have the talent. They don't have Amari Cooper this year. C.D. Lamb's hurt. Uh, Michael Gallup's missing week one. I'll probably take Tampa in this game. But, yeah, definitely a five-star capability. What was your four-star game? Ah, you want to know Well, because I have two uh, more games written okay. down you here. You know what? Well, let's go five-star games. Let's, well, I want to hear it No, the, these are these are four-stars. I, I think... I, I mean, I would have New England and Miami as a four-star game. I, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Not yet. Not Hey, Tua, go prove it. You have one higher than New England-Miami. Okay, who is Tua, this? go prove it. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, you got Tyreek Hill. That's great. Can you actually complete a pass to him? You know, I mean, you, you listen, Miami's got a lot to prove right now. And I love, you know I love Miami and what they're going to be doing down there. And the fact they're going to bring some physicality back to South Florida. I love that. But, yeah, man, they've got a lot to prove before you're going to be a four-star. I thought that that was a... <laughs> I thought both of those teams would be playoff bound until we actually did our playoff predictions yesterday and the AFC so loaded I had neither one of them yeah. in there. So I think those two matchups this season between the Patriots and Dolphins, if one of those teams can win both those matchups, that's probably their only way to make the playoffs. Yeah, listen, I got really, really um, soft. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I got soft on this one. It's Russell Wilson going back home. What? To Seattle. No, that's, yes, that's, it is. No. Listen, yeah, I, do you th- what, what is going to go on with Russell Wilson right now? I guarantee you, Luke, this is going to be a good game. Denver, I think, is a Super Bowl caliber I team. I do, too. I believe they are with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. He's going back to Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks suck. Not actually playing against a Super Bowl caliber team on Monday night, though. Yeah, that's true. But of all the places to go back in front of the 12s, a very difficult place to play. That is coming in as the opponent to a stadium he owned in a fan base he owned. And now all of a sudden to go back with the Denver Broncos after signing all of that big extension and all of that cash that is coming to him. The fact that it'd be Seattle, and Seattle's going to play a desperate, desperate football game. So, yeah, I, I bought into the storyline on this. I got soft. Just to be clear, you have Geno Smith starting in a four-star game. Now, <laughs> along those lines, though, for the, the record, the other game I want to talk about is is similar, not in a sentimental way, but 
Baker Mayfield starting against the Browns? Yeah, come on. Let's let's not pretend I won't be watching that on okay, Sunday. But see, Baker is not Russell Wilson. No, I know. See, I, mean, this, that's... Well, I don't have this as a four-star game, okay, but good. I'm just saying. But well, this, what do you have it as? This is this is a I'm going to be watching it game when when there's nothing good on Red Zone. I'm be flipping over to that. A one-star game is I'm going to be watching it. Well, game. that's true. Okay, so this is probably like a, um, that's a three-star game. It's not three. Well, okay. Carolina could be decent. Cleveland's no, got a good defense. I'm going to go two stars. Two stars. Right we really should just rank hey, them 16 prove it games. to me, Baker. Um, no, I'll be watching that. I'll be in the press box at the Cardinals game. I'll be finding that Browns-Panthers TV, and I'll be I'll be eating my media okay. meal in front of that one if you need me on the, on Sunday before you the Cardinals game. You love the free food, hey, don't look, you? Guys, you uh, love it. May or may not have uh, skipped breakfast free, and lunch today. Uh, all right, what should we expect from the Chiefs on Sunday? We're going to ask their color analyst and former NFL wide receiver, and rumor has it, former NFL special teamser as well. Dana Hughes joins us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.